This is the Future of Agriculture podcast, the show that explores the people, companies, and ideas shaping the future of agribusiness. If you're curious about innovations in ag tech, rural entrepreneurship, ag sustainability, or food security, this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, thanks so much for downloading this episode of the Future of Agriculture podcast. My name is Tim Hamrich. I'm an agribusiness recruiter. What does that mean? It means if you know anybody looking to hire or be hired in the business of agriculture, I'd love to hear from them. Pass them my email along. It is tim at aggrad.com, A-G-G-R-A-D, kind of like agriculture graduate. You get the idea. Uh, this episode is going to be a little bit different. First of all, this episode is our very last one of 2018. You're probably catching this if you listen to it, you know, right when it comes out between uh, Christmas and New Year's. So uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. I'm feeling very reflective. I don't know if it's the end of the year or the fact that this is marking the end of our stories from the soil series that we've done throughout the fall, uh, but just feeling reflective. So you're going to get just me on this episode. I just thought I would share some thought. The stories from the soil series, I, I think most of you have heard about it if you've been listening to the show uh, or if you follow along on social media, the videos we've been posting. It came about this past summer. I had been in touch with Jim Lore because he was on the podcast beforehand and uh, talking to Matt and Brent who, who work with him. And um, we kind of put together this idea of doing a, uh, a series on soil health, not to try to preach about soil health, but quite the opposite, to, to get out there and just discover how farmers were thinking about it uh, and to capture the stories of, of how farmers look at soil, what they're doing to try to improve their soil health, how much they're worried about it. You know, what implications are there? What do we even mean by soil health? Does it mean different things in different areas? Um, and just capture all of those perspectives. And, and we're able to do that. I'm really, really proud of the work uh, that got put together by the team for Stories from the Soil. If you haven't caught any of those videos, I highly recommend you go do so at www.storiesfromthesoil.com. And as part of the the 10 part video series, we put together a six part podcast series. And this is the final episode of Stories from the Soil on the podcast, the sixth installment. And I planned on just sort of reflecting on uh, the visits that we made in Stories from the Soil and, and definitely some things that, that I, I was able to pull out. So this particular episode is going to be a little bit more on the, the the mushy side, I would say, than the technical side. Um, certainly, you can go watch those videos and learn a ton about soil health. But I thought as I was reflecting, just some things that pulled out to me about why I love working in agriculture. What What is it about agriculture, even though I'm not a farmer, a full-time farmer, I grew up on a hobby farm, why do I love working in this industry? And what is it that's different about agriculture than other industries? And I, I think the differences definitely start on the farm. So I just jotted some notes about uh, the visits that we made. We went to Colorado, uh, New Mexico, Texas, California, North Dakota, and New York City uh, to gather these perspectives and, and just jotted down some notes about um, what sticks out about those visits of why I love agriculture, why I love this industry? And I thought I would just share those with you uh, here briefly. The first one is, and this is really where my love of agriculture first came from, uh, is that agriculture is entrepreneurship. 
growing up, I actually got my start in agriculture, uh, aside from like the 4-H thing where I showed, showed pigs. But in high school, a lady had dropped off 12, I think it was, it was somewhere around 12 ducks at our place because she knew we had animals and she was moving away and had to get rid of them. We'd never had ducks before. These were Muscovy ducks. Uh, so with cardboard, I made a sign that just said ducks and put it out on our road. And we lived on a fairly busy road and ended up selling all of these ducks in a very short period of time. Uh, so my first realization was I didn't price my ducks at the market. I must have been too cheap. Uh, but secondly was, wow, there actually is a market for for ducks and uh, i don't know that i realized it at the time but but actually uh, the market was in buying ducks to actually eat these were not going to somebody's pond they were not their pets this was a meat duck operation that started with these free ducks so great margins on on free ducks uh but i, I did decide that i could buy ducks and still make a good business out of it so actually all the way through high school i would raise anywhere between 60 and 100 ducks per month and sell them for meat and that's really where I caught the bug of, of agriculture is, hey, wow, this is like something a kid can sort of create something out of nothing in the way of a, a business venture. And, and actually, that value sort of carries through to, to today where I have a business in agriculture. And I, I think definitely the entrepreneurial aspect of ag was on display throughout this stories from the soil series, especially with, with somebody like Jay Hill, who's down on the Texas, New Mexico border, farming tens of thousands of acres at, at a very young age in his early thirties, doing direct to consumer stuff, building a social media brand, selling uh, a value added hay product and really building a, a substantial business down there um, near the Texas-New Mexico border outside of El Paso and Dell City, Texas, and then up into the Las Cruces, New Mexico area. Also think about John Hearman, who's a farmer in Colorado, a young guy. I think John's probably in his 20s, if I remember correctly, who kind of came back from college with some really progressive ideas and was given some leeway from uh, his parents to sort of set out on his own. Um, I have not met anyone more committed to soil health and in, in, with regards to uh, cover crops, uh, reduced tillage, and doing what's best for the soil to try to do what's best for the business. Interesting thing about, about John, and actually this is kind of a, just an interesting entrepreneurial principle, was... Um, He's not focused on growing his acres. He, he thinks he can carve out a really um, a strong business with, I think it's 200 acres he has now. And he hopes in 10 years, he's still farming those same 200 acres just by reducing his costs and, and trying to uh, get the most from the land while, while doing the most for the land uh, in the process. He's also doing some entrepreneurial stuff with like cover crop seeds. Uh, really, really cool stuff with, with John Hearman. So if you want to check that out, uh, Jay was, I believe, in episode three and John was in episode five at storiesfromthesoil.com. Secondly, and I think anyone who's worked in agriculture is going to agree with this, there is a family value in agriculture that that you just don't see in other industries. So agriculture is family. And, and nowhere in our visit was that just more clear than we when we visited Israel Morales and Christian Morales um, in Soledad, California. They have an organic operation there in Soledad, uh, just genuinely 
incredibly nice people. And uh, Israel, Israel Morales Sr. has been farming for decades. Um, and his grandson, Christian, has joined the operation just in the past year, a few years. He's, he's also in his 20s and learning from his grandfather. Well, one thing that sticks out to me about that is, is not, of course, the family dynamic, which um, was really, really clear and how much they enjoyed working with each other, how much uh, one enjoys teaching the other, and then also how they found value in one another. So um, Christian had mentioned that, of course, with decades of farming experience, Israel is able to just kind of know intuitively what's going on in the farm, what it needs, um, and everywhere from from you know moisture to pests to harvest. Uh, he likes to just go out there and grab some celery stalks and taste them and, and figure out sort of how far along they are and that sort of thing. Um, but Christian is able to bring data to that to that uh, intuition. So Christian's been working with companies like Trace Genomics to really incorporate data so that when uh, Grandpa Israel Morales Sr. has a hunch. They can also back it up with data, and they can track that um, more closely. And I think that's cool. Uh, Israel d has l less interest in the data part and, and, uh, than Christian, but that's something kind of a young generation bringing into the farm. And that family dynamic really permeates all of the industry, in my opinion. I think there's something about... Um, the generational aspect of agriculture that, that makes it appealing, even if you're like me and, and working more on the agribusiness side, everybody can relate to wanting their family to be part of, of that business. And I think that's just a cool value. Next, agriculture is conservation. And if you're outside of the industry, I think this is a really, really important lesson to learn. And if you're inside the industry, maybe you want to share this episode with somebody outside the industry so they can learn more about agriculture. We visited Joe Brecker in eastern North Dakota. That was actually just uh, a recent episode, uh, episode nine. So the last, um, the, the second to last video episode of Stories from the Soil. Oh, I should go back and mention the Morales episode was episode seven, if you want to check that out, the Morales uh, the Morales is in, in Soledad, California. But Joe Brecker showed us what a conservationist truly is. He is a farmer in eastern North Dakota. So by nature of being a farmer, he's a businessman. You know, he is running a, a, a good sized business and he needs to obviously uh, make a profit uh, in that business. But he showed that a profit can be made with conservation like principles. So he's doing everything from collecting manure from a local dairy, composting it. He's doing all sorts of innovative um, approaches to cover crops. Uh, they, they showed us kind of their, the, uh, I forget what they called it now, but it's like a strip till cover crop. Um, but uh, he is working a lot with the, the extension, which we'll talk a little bit about uh, later in this episode. Um, but he had a, an amazing story, and you heard it also here on this podcast of his farming operation's been in their family for, for generations as well. He himself has been farming full-time for about 40 years. So there's one field in particular that's 80 acres. It was split. in One side was 40 acres. The other side was 40 acres. At one point, one side was pasture, and the other side was farmed intensively with intensive tillage on conventional practices. Um, at one point, the two were made one field. And that was that point was probably 40 or so years ago. And, and since that, actually more than 40 years ago, um, since that time, it has all been farmed the same way, uh, reduced tillage, cover crops, trying to nurture the soil and bring it back to health. But yet still today, over 40 years later of trying to do these uh, conservation practices, the 140 acres that was pasture still produces better than the one that was um, that was managed with, with conventional uh, methods 
methods and, and intensive tillage and that sort of thing. And so, you know, the farmer of today has to be a conservationist. It's it's good for business. You see right there in that example, um, if you're not doing what's right for the soil, it's it's very, very, very difficult to ever sort of you know, get that back. Um, and so farming really has to be about conservation. And I'm not on a soapbox trying to tell farmers they need to be more of conservationists. Quite the opposite. I'm saying that for a farmer to be around for multiple generations, the soil needs to be around as well. And they know that. And so they are doing their best to conserve the soil. Soil health, obviously, if you look at an example like Joe Brecker, is not a new concept. All of these farmers are caring first and foremost about conserving the land because they want to pass it along to that next generation. So Third one is agriculture is conservation. So agriculture is entrepreneurship, is family, is conservation. And then fourth, and this goes right along with, with Joe Brecker, uh, agriculture is, is science. There is a lot of hardcore scientific discovery happening in soil health. And we had on the show episode two of the video uh, was Dr. Abby Wick, who's also in North Dakota, works closely with Joe Brecker and uh, is doing some really, really interesting things with trying to, first of all, um, develop practices that build soil health, but also to try to disseminate that information. Uh, Abby was not comfortable with just the status quo of how information gets disseminated through the uh, extension system. So she's actually developing these networks uh, surrounded around these coffee talks where uh, they have identified how many farmers they can reach with new information about soil and how to build soil health and how to manage healthy soils. And so uh, she is doing both the science of the trials. And we visited one of her trials there of trying to figure out, okay, you know, what is the relationship between say, a cover crop and, and nitrogen, uh, but also how do we get that information in the right hand so that it is actionable, so that it's both scientific and boy, is it? I mean, everything from the microbiology, the cation exchange capacity, uh, you know, the physics of soil, it, it's it's some hardcore science, but how do we translate those scientific insights into, into just that, into insights that are actionable and can be used by a farmer? So number four, agriculture is science. And uh, I don't think that should come as a shock for most. But unfortunately, in many uh, consumer circles, the word science surrounding food has some sort of a negative connotation. Uh, I will never figure that one out. But uh, but very proud to say that I love working in agriculture because it is such a scientifically driven and scientifically led field. Number five, and this comes from Neve Strauss, who's with NYC Parks in New York City. When I first heard that we were going to New York City for a soil health series, I thought uh, maybe we're talking to like an executive of a corporation. Yeah, you know, maybe we're going to some environmental group that's up there. I had no idea why we'd be going to New York City. It didn't make sense to me, but it sure makes sense now. Neve Strauss was on episode six of the video series Stories from the Soil. Uh, he is in charge of street tree planting for New York City parks. And th the big thing here is that agriculture is is health. Uh, 
And Neve taught me about how agriculture is public health, that trees in a city like New York City and parks in a city like New York City actually can directly contribute to health. Everything from, you know, cooling the air underneath with the shade of the tree to filtering uh, the air to just the um, mental health aspects of being around nature. It's 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 a real thing. Not this isn't voodoo science here, like a real thing. It can improve both uh, human health and and uh, as part of human health also. Also, uh, mental health. And I never thought about agriculture that way. And I think that is so, so cool. So obviously, you know, you think agriculture is healthy. Yeah, obviously we, we eat, we're healthy, all that stuff. Uh, but I never really thought about as agriculture as public health and agriculture as uh, mental health in some way. So I thought that was really, really cool. And one more reason to love working in this industry. So yeah, you can catch Neve Strauss on episode six, like I said, of the video series stories from the soil. Almost to the end here, just a couple more. So, so far, agriculture is entrepreneurship, is family, is conservation, is science, is health. And number six, agriculture is collaboration. It's, you know, all of us in agriculture have a degree of of this sort of like... Uh, self-reliance, self-sufficiency, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and, you know, uh, kind of create something out of nothing. Uh, but in reality, there's a great deal of collaboration that goes on. And, and that was extremely evident when we visited Five Points, California. We got to see John Diener as well as um, Dr. Jeff Mitchell, who's with the uh, UC extension out there in California. These two have been collaborating for years and years and years and years to try to, uh, on Jeff's side, test some of the scientific principles that might include uh, John as a farmer, his operation, and then John can contribute back feedback. And the feedback loop that happens between extension and farmer and us getting to see it right there with the two guys standing next to each other was so cool. Um, and and if you if you don't know much about extension, uh, like we talked about with Dr. Wick and now also with uh, Jeff Mitchell, is um, the fact that they... T- are working so hard on the science, but also on translating that science into something that is that is applicable. There is an element in agriculture of uh, collaboration and being willing to help out your neighbor, even if that's a you know air quotes virtual neighbor, and collaborate because um, all of us sort of have the same the same goal here. We all want to improve the food system. A lot of times on this show, we're talking about new people in the food system and and quote unquote disruptors. And I don't ever want to give the impression that the new people coming in with new ideas um, care about the food system any more than the people who've been doing it for generations, because all of us deeply care about improving the, the food system in one way or another. Collaboration is one reason I love working in agriculture. Seventh and final reason is agriculture is innovation. This show is completely geared towards agriculture innovation, whether that be in technology, entrepreneurship, sustainability, or food security. Uh, That's what this show is all about. And that's one of the things I love about agriculture. Agriculture exists to solve our most complex problems to meet our most basic needs. And the only way to solve complex problems is through innovation of some sort. Sometimes that's technology. Sometimes it's in management practices. Um, you know, sometimes it's just in a new way of looking at things, a new idea. 
but agriculture certainly is innovation. That can be seen in the Stories from the Soil video series with Don Perry, who's with Simplot. He has been working with growers, uh, organic growers for 30 years. Some of you may not have even known organic was around 30 years ago, uh, but he is a senior organic specialist for Simplot in uh, California, Hollister, California. Uh, then also, of course, we kicked off our series, um, episode one, with Jim Lohr of Cool Planet innovative product, uh, biochar, uh, an engineered biocarbon. It's a soil amendment that helps build um, biological activity in the soil by giving them uh, an environment to live in. And it's Cool Planet, Jim Lore's company, that that has made this entire series possible. I highly encourage you to go binge on all 10 episodes of the video. I'm in there, but despite that, they still turned out pretty dang good. Special thank you to Cool Planet for allowing um, me to partner with you to, uh, to make this series possible. I think soil health is an extremely uh, important topic. I don't for an instant pretend to think that you know we're bringing it to the forefront for the first time farmers have cared about soil health forever but i do think it's cool to share these insights and share this exchange of ideas and i don't know of another series you could go and get a more broad view of soil health and and how farmers and growers and land stewards and other stakeholders are looking at soil health how they're caring for the soil and their views on the future of agriculture and the future of soil health so loved 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 doing this series. It was a highlight of 2018. I wish all of you listening the very merriest of Christmases and the very happiest of New Year's. I'm excited for what's to come in 2019. If you have a, a, an idea of what you'd like to see on the show in the coming year, I'd sure love to hear about it. I'm at Tim Hammerich on Twitter or Tim at aggrad.com. Now, it's the holiday season if you're listening when this comes out, so go be with your families. I'll be back next week and really excited about where we're taking the show from here. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Future of Agriculture podcast. If you like what you heard here today, I'd love to connect with you further. Go over to futureofag.com. That's futureofag.com. And let me know a good email address for you so we can keep in touch. Also, you'll be able to check out a ton of bonus content on the blog while you're there. Otherwise, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you can catch another fascinating ag innovator here next week. Thank you.